love um, love being here with you all. I've known this church for I don't know how long. And actually in this room, there's people who I've known even longer. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So I'm not going to try and do this again, but I did actually hold you in my arms when you were a baby um, because I was in a home group. And I just remember um, this chaotic, like, oh, come around for dinner before home group. When I was about 19, this was. And uh, went around their house, and there's, like, babies. And, you know, I'm holding a baby. <laughs> What's going on? Sort of feeling like, is it, this is a bad time. Now, of course, as a parent, now I realize that's just normal. <laughs> it's just normal life. And if you don't do it, it doesn't happen, right? So um, amazing. Amazing to see you. My friend Liz who's been a spiritual mum to me for many years, and um, lovely. And the Ferreras, the three, the two are about to become three soon. So bless you guys. Thank you for coming and helping. I'd like to thank my management. It sounds like an Oscar speech, doesn't it? I always wanted to get an award, so I just used this opportunity to thank my sponsors. Um, so I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to pray, and then I'm just going to share some thoughts on on hope, and um, hopefully <laughs> it'll be good. Father, thank you so much for your love, for your presence. Thank you for sending Jesus into the world, because we'd be lost without him. And thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to live within us, and um, for all the cool stuff that you do, which is just amazing. And we love you. Amen. Help me to say the right thing. Amen. So I've just entitled it Thoughts on Hope. And it's based on a verse in the Bible, which is from the book of Romans. If you want to know stuff about that book, ask him. Um, probably knows why it was written and stuff. But it just simply says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Sorry. It's good, isn't it? Isn't that good? Isn't that like an amazing blessing to pray or a prayer to pray? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. How can you fit so much into one sentence? Do you know what I mean? If we could just experience that verse in our lives every day, we'd be pretty sorted, I think. Um, so the first thing I wanted to say was just uh, the God of hope. It's like a title that that's who God is. He is the God of hope. That's who he is. He's full of hope. He's the most hopeful being, hope-filled being ever, that there ever will be. Um, so titles are important in the Bible. So when God reveals himself to Moses, he reveals his name, I am. I am the Lord who is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. It's a long name, you know, but the, the, the name is the essence of who he is. So we get all the different names of God revealed throughout the Old Testament. And then, of course, Jesus, you know, comes. Um, 
the one who saves. So the names of God are important. Emmanuel, God with us. It's, I don't know, it's cool. So he's the God of hope. So when we're talking about hope, it's, it's not kind of worldly hope like, you know, we're hoping England get out of the group stage. <laughs> um, or we're hoping that they don't because it's just not worth it. Um, but uh, it, it's a hope in, in a future kingdom. And we were singing a lot about it today. He is coming. He is coming back. He is making all things new. And this former things will pass away. And he will make all things new one day. It's a, it's a future hope. It's an imperishable hope. It's a hope that can't ever be taken from you. Um, and, you know, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He has conquered death. He has conquered the grave. And, you know, I love the bit where he, he shoots off to heaven, wherever heaven is, in the clouds. And then these two angels turn up. And all the disciples are kind of, what the, <laughs> you know, what? And they, they just, what are you, what are you so shocked about? You know, same way he's gone, he'll come back. He'll come back. He's promised it. So amazing, future hope is the hope of, of all things being renewed, the whole of creation being made new uh, with no more tears, no more death, no more sorrow, no more sin. No more suffering. It's a wonderful hope. We, he will be our God and we will be his people. We will see him. We will live in the, in the city of the Lamb. And he will be our light. You are light. You will light. God is light. And uh, it's pretty amazing. And just as a little sort of side thought, those early Christians, there was only a few of them, right? There was only a few of them, really. And they'd known this guy, and they'd walked with Jesus, and they didn't know he was God, right? Do you realize that? They didn't know he was God. He was just, he was a teacher, you know? He was a rabbi, they were following him. He was a revolutionary leader, or whatever it was, like a political kind of guy, you know, pretty edgy, and they're following this bloke around for about three years or so, but they don't know he's God. They think he's the Messiah. That's why they're following him. They think he's going to sort Israel out. But they don't realize they're walking with God himself. And it's just an amazing thing as you, as you read through the gospel. Because we, we all know that Jesus is supposed to be God, or a lot of us do. If we've grown up around here, yeah, Jesus is the son of God. That's what Christians believe. But they didn't know. They didn't know he was God. So that's why they were pretty devastated when he died, right? Um, and what's amazing is in, in a short period of time, they meet him after the resurrection. He restores them. Then he flies away somewhere, just very weird. And then he tells them to wait for the Spirit. And they wait and they pray all together in one place. And suddenly... There's a huge sound. Flames appear on people's heads. People speak in other languages they don't know how to speak. Uh, they appear to be drunk. And they go out into the streets and they tell people 
the good news about Jesus in every, all different languages. It's a mo- crazy moment. It's left out of most kids' Bibles, I've noticed. But it's an amazing moment, the birth of, of, of the church. God visits earth in a new way. He comes as the Son, and now he comes as the Spirit. And we live in that age, don't we? The age of the Spirit of God. Um, and we are the body of Christ. So there's this amazing sort of shift that happens. But what's incredible is in that time of not really understanding that he was God, um, to the, you know, you get the thing with Thomas, where Thomas puts his fingers in the, it's pretty, does he actually put his fingers in the holes? Or does he just go, no, it's all right, my Lord, my God. But he, he falls to his knees and he, you know, he says, my Lord, my God. And there's another moment just before the ascension, before Jesus goes up to heaven, where it says that they worshipped him, but some doubted. So it's like this messy, you know, a group of people this size, you know, you, well, sorry to pick on you at the front. You know, you might doubt. You'd be one of the doubters or you might be one of the worshippers, you know. So that was not a word. It's just a, don't know why I did that. Um, it's pretty mind-blowing. So then you get these guys running around in Jerusalem who believe that he is God, that God has come to earth in human form. And it's just an amazing shift that happens in a really short period of time to the point where they're, they're sort of, you know, just imagine like 120 of you believe something in the whole world. You're the only ones who believe it, <laughs> you know. You're the only ones who believe it. To be that sure um, that he, he will return and, and all that stuff is just mind-blowing to me that they were willing to sacrifice everything for that. You know, many of them did sacrifice everything for that because they believed it so much. And they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Um, so they were up against the Roman Empire, they're up against the religious system of the day, um, but they're so confident that God's kingdom will extend to all the nations, um, and they're so confident in the return of Jesus. And it'd be great to have that, wouldn't it? That confidence. Um, so... So that's a little bit on hope, future hope, impacting us now. That should encourage us. Joy. <laughs> what was that? Siri? What have you got to say on joy? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a machine. We will soon take over the earth. There will be no joy. Um, Bible talks about joy overflowing and full of great glory. So in, in the 90s, um, when I became a Christian, I was encouraged by my sister to go and visit lots of churches, and I must have been around every church and cult in St. Albans, where I grew up, just to see what was going on, and um, some of them, not much was going on, but the people were nice, and I got tea and biscuits, that was all right, and they talked to me, and um, and then my sister said, oh, you should come to this church, City Church. That was like a Pentecostal church in, um, in a school hall, you know, the kind of thing. Set up, set down every week. And so then it, lots, there was a Scottish guy preaching. He was actually a na- neighbor of mine. And he, 
he was sort of funny, but people were really laughing a lot at his jokes. And I was like, not really getting them. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, I suppose. People, ha, 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 you know, really like going crazy. And um, music was going and, and all that. And it was like, hmm, don't really like the music, but got a drummer, electric guitar, he can play. Those kind of thoughts going through my head. And then it sort of finishes, or I think it's finished, you know, the talky bit's over. And then he says, okay, now we're going to do ministry time. And people start moving the chairs around. So I'm kind of helping, you know, sort of helping stack the chairs. I'm thinking tea and biscuits is on its way. I know, what ha- you know, you have the music, you have the talk, then you have tea and biscuits. But rather than do tea and biscuits, he said, okay, everyone stand. And he just said, come Holy Spirit. And as he said, come Holy Spirit, people just started to f- fall and laugh or cry. And it was absolute chaos. It was terrifying. It was like, get me out of here. This is mental. And um, it was just like, it was like somebody had dropped a bomb in the room. There's just people everywhere. (laughs) You know, it was just mad, mad stuff happening. And I was like, absolutely terrified. My sister's standing next to me. She's going, yeah, this is, uh, my sister's not really like that, you know. She's sort of, yeah, this has been happening recently in some of the churches. <laughs> okay. Um, so I went, went home and um, uh, my sister went, my sister at university, she went back to university. So I was kind of left with my bag of weed and my Bible to try and figure all this stuff out. And I opened up one, John. You know, test the spirits. The spirit that testifies that Jesus came in the flesh is the spirit of God. And um, so <laughs> it's like, wow. You, need, you know when you're a new Christian, you can just open the Bible and it'll, God will speak to you. It's not true. It's kind of true. It was true for me. Um, unless you read something weird about a donkey. and Anyway. Um, so I was reading that um, stuff and I went back the next week. And I was like, what are they saying about Jesus? You know, listening out. Yeah, Jesus came in the flesh. So a few months passed, and um, I went forward for a prayer one day. And a woman from New Zealand prayed for me. She was very pushy. She was like a real sort of woman. You know, put a hand on you. Do you know those ones? Do you have any of those here? Hands up if you're one of those. I'm the male version anyway, so I don't care. It's good. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, this is weird. So I'm standing like this, eyes closed. God, if this is you, I want it. If it's not, rebuke the devil. And um, <laughs> so she puts her hand on me, and she's like, ooh, just receive, honey, just receive. And I was like, who are you calling honey? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know you. You're way too old for me. And um, so... Anyway, she's like, you've got to put your hands out. So I was like, I don't like being told what to do, but I do it anyway. Put my hands out. And then she says, oh, you're a musician. That's good. Oh, you're a musician. That's good. And I'm kind of, you know, like who's talking to her? So I didn't know anybody. I hadn't had any conversations with anybody. I look like a musician, but it's a good guess. So there, 
I am. And she says, oh, that's good. God wants to use your music. Um, God wants to use your music to touch many people all around the world. Uh, but you have to learn the lordship of Christ. Let's just remember it really clearly. But as she said it, I was a bit worried they were going to make me do that music, you know, um, or stop me doing the music that I love to do, right? And so hearing that God was saying, you're a musician, that's good, was a big relief to me. And it was probably something I was a bit worried about. But as she prayed for me, I had a, just an experience of the Holy Spirit coming on me, which was, felt like liquid fire just moving around on my head like this. And um, I felt so different after that. And I felt very, I, like I sobered up. And um, I sort of walked out of that place feeling joy and peace and just feeling different, like I was kind of floating a bit. And um, I couldn't wait for the next Sunday because I, I, no one had told me about home groups or anything. I was like, rubbish, you know. But um, so that was like a, a part of my journey was receiving joy, uh, receiving peace and love. And it's a journey that has gone on. It's not like it's one thing that happens, but we're to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's, yeah, you've, who cares, you know, what the terminology is, but we can be filled with God himself. We can be filled up by the Holy Spirit, filled with joy again, filled with hope again, filled with love again. It sounds good, doesn't it? All right. <laughs> um, so that was an amazing thing, laughter. You know, laughter is good medicine, isn't it? It's healing to the bones, it says. So good old, good old bless up is a good thing. Peace. So Jesus said, peace I give to you. I don't give as the world gives. In this world you'll have trouble, but don't be afraid. Right? I've overcome the world. So Jesus' promise to us is not an easy life. It's not a life without tragedy. It's not a life without difficulty and opposition. But what can they never take? They can never take your peace. Even if they destroy the body, you know, it's an eternal peace that can come. I love the idea of shalom. Um, it's a wholeness of mind, body, spirit, a wellness. And I think that is God's will for us ultimately to be blessed people, to be happy people. And I say that with all humility. Do you know what I mean? I know life can be very tough in lots of ways. But I love that idea of shalom, peace. It's not just like being quiet somewhere. I'm not, I don't really do that. Um, but I love his presence. You know, I love to worship. I love that verse says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and minds. You know, so when we talk about you've got to learn to make Jesus Lord, that's a lot to do with peace. You know, let him, let him, they say, don't they, he, God, is, God doesn't control us or force us into things. We have to, we have to submit and surrender if, if we want him. He's not a bully, you know, the enemy's the bully. 
the enemy will, will try and push and, and encroach and invade. But Jesus doesn't do, do it that way. He is the divine invader into the earth. He is the king of kings. But he chose, he chose absolute weakness to do that. He chose the way of the cross. <laughs> he didn't come as a bully. Um, he did drive out demons and heal the sick and all that sort of stuff. But, I don't know. Think about it. Um, we have peace with God. The connection has been restored. Um, all things have been sorted between you and the Father. If you want to know him, you can because of Jesus. So the way is open. Yeah, There's nothing you've done, uh, nothing anyone's done to you that can stop you coming to the Father now because of Jesus. That's wonderful and that should be a big sigh of relief <laughs> because, you know, you can't really mess this up too badly because of his grace. So it's really cool. He who's begun a good work will finish it. It's great. Whew. It's not all on you. It's not all about your performance. He's done an amazing thing. It's not all about me. Otherwise, I would <laughs> be in a worse mess. You know. Okay, um, trust is the next point. So trust is essential and necessary in any relationship, isn't it? Any good relationship has to have trust. Um, kids trust their parents just straight away, and it, that's such a huge responsibility as a parent, isn't it? Because they'll believe anything you say. <laughs> So you can have fun with that. <laughs> but, but you have to be careful telling them about Father Christmas and those sort of things, don't you? You work that stuff out. Um, why, why, is it, why are we told so much to trust in the Bible? Well, it's because we're going to need it. You know, you're going to need to trust him. I need to trust him for all kinds of things. Um, and really that trust, like, like the peace, isn't circumstantial necessarily. You know, there might be think many things in our lives that are not as we would want them. There's lots of things we don't understand. Um, but we can trust in who he is. He is the God of hope. He is the God of, he is love. He is your father. And even when, circumstances may scream louder than that than what you know <laughs> we have to trust and we have to do that together you know sometimes we can't do it on our often we can't do it on our own so we have to help one another to trust him and remember remember who he is you know remember what he's done um, so Things come across us in life that cause us to doubt the goodness of God. Whether it's pain, persecution, sickness, confusion, uh, financial stuff, whatever. We just um, went through losing my mother-in-law uh, to cancer and wasn't what we wanted. It wasn't what we wanted. And we prayed. 
you know. And, but we trust. We grieve and we trust. And, uh, you know, the next Sunday we went to church and there was a guy with um, some condition, spondylolite, something like that. But he was very debilitated in a lot of pain. 25 years he's been like that. He's been prayed for so many times. And he went forward in this ministry time. And the guy prayed for him and he just went like this. Quick. And he's healed. He's been healed. It was a miracle. Okay. That's like four days after our prayers weren't answered. The way. Do you, do you know what I mean? And that's where we live, isn't it? That's the tensions that we we have to trust that he knows what's best. Um, and we don't have to understand it all. You know, <laughs> you can go round and round. Um, but we don't have to because we can have his peace. And it's brought us closer to the Lord. It's brought us closer together. And we're telling more people about Jesus because we know that he is the resurrection and the life. And we know where Isabel is. And as she came near to death, she saw a place full of flowers. You know. She knew she was going to a better place. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So it's cool. So it's a funny testimony. Not funny, ha-ha. But, you know, we didn't get what we wanted. It's okay. Um, cool. If for some reason I've got a random Bible verse, so I better read it out. Remember why I put that in there? It's just cool stuff to hear. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. It's better than I could have said it. Amazing, eh? Isn't it beautiful the way he the way he writes? I think that's from Romans 5. Um, overflow. It, God's blessing never ends in, in us. It always overflows to others. It, God's blessing doesn't cause us to be selfish. It causes us to be causes us to be selfless and prefer others if it's a work of God, right? The first thing you want to do is tell someone or share that love or overflow or pray for someone else. You know? So the overflow. It's a lovely image because it's not out of a lack, it's out of an abundance that we give. It you know what I mean? It's like you imagine a cup just pouring in and then just going everywhere. Imagine yourself 
being filled so much with the presence and the love and the power of God that there's a natural overflow. Um, and I think that can be for a community as well. I don't think that's sort of an individual thing, but when we gather, we should be looking for that filling and that overflow of his presence uh, to impact the community that we're in, wherever we are. And it sort of sounds, it's not an effortless thing, but there's a joy in that, isn't there? There's a, a contentment in that, that we are satisfied in him. I can remember like in some of those crazy charismatic days, and I am a crazy charismatic, um, like random, you know when people pray stuff and doesn't really bless you? <laughs> You've had that. It's just, just such a, not in this church, obviously, not with Andrew here. But, you know, sometimes people pray really weird stuff over you and you kind of feel like, go away, get behind me. Um, God, I just pray Mark would never be satisfied, that he would always be looking for more. I'm like, give me a break. That's how I already feel. <laughs> you know, I'd like to be satisfied in God, you know, in his presence, his fullness of joy. I don't want that prayer, thank you. Never be satisfied. Yeah, there's always, it's a good intention, isn't it? That we would always be hungry, you know. And after I decked him, I <laughs> prayed for him, and they thought he was slain in the spirit. No. Actually, I've got to tell you a story. How, when have I got to finish? Now. I've got a little bit. Um, so I was on a YWAM uh, base in Harpenden, and there were these um, Argentinians, I think, or Brazilians or something, and I was like, I think I was kind of riddled with shame. You ever had that? You kind of go into a church meeting, and you just, you know, <laughs> oh, God. And anyway, so I went forward for, for prayer, as you do, and this guy, he prays for me, and he's like really weird. He's like stroking my head, stroking me. <laughs> like not English you know it's like it's not it's not British and uh, he's sort of stroking my hair and so oh, whatever and um, and then I don't know if I fell or if I was just trying to get away so I kind of like laid down and then he he came down there with me and um, and he starts saying Lord I'm not doing a very good Spanish accent this is Argentine accent but he goes May he know that he is eunuch for Jesus. <laughs> you are eunuch for Jesus. You are just as God made you. You are eunuch for Jesus. And my eyes are like, no! <laughs> but suddenly, in a wave of relief, I realize he means unique. Unique for Jesus. At which point, I just start laughing. I just started laughing, and then I just started really laughing, because the whole thing was just so ridiculous, do you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, that's not a word for anyone here, but you know, God has a sense of humor, and sometimes the way out of shame is just to, just to laugh, you know, in his presence is fullness of joy. Um, I heard the funniest Chinese sounding tongue in a meeting the other day, it was like this. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> so it's big guy, 
with a beard, big old guy. When you talk to him, he's like, hello, hello. And he's like, hey, ping pong, play, ping pong. It's hilarious. It's funny stuff. So take advantage of those crazy church moments just to have a good laugh, I think. Um, That's my advice. Uh, Freely you've received, freely give. You know, we can only give what we have. We can't give what we don't have. So let's get God and just get under the river, (laughs) get under the whatever it is, um, whatever metaphor. So last thing is just the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Again, I said, I said it earlier, but the view of those early disciples, um, that tiny movement now worshipped him. You know, this crucified guy, this defeated guy who rose, they worshipped him as the transcendent God, the creator. You know, through him, all things were made. In the beginning was the word. We saw him. No one has ever seen God, but we saw him. He lived among us. It's really wild. It's really amazing. Um, And although those guys were so persecuted, so hard-pressed, they were just full, weren't they? They were just overflowing. It's amazing when you see. Um, They were led by the Spirit into the truth of who Jesus is and who they are in him, the sons and daughters of God. You are a habitation of God. You know, the Lord will come to his temple. Where's the temple? It's not this room, is it? You are the temple. You are the temple. And the Lord wants to live there, set up residence. That's a massive shift in their perspective. Being temple-going Jews, you know, the Lord will appear in his temple. Well, he did, didn't he? He walked in there and he drove out money changers and all that kind of stuff. But then we are. God is making us a dwelling place, a resting place for his presence on earth. So where is God on earth? Well, he's in his people. He's in you and he's in me. Is he, you know, where's God when it hurts? He's in you and he's in me. And we are, you've heard it said, I'm sure, we're his hands and his feet. And um, we're no longer, it's no longer a nation defined by borders or bloodline, but now a new people, one new person made of many nations, tribes, tongues, and called a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Um, A people blown by the Spirit of God all over the world. Um, Every tribe, nation, and tongue. So people of his presence. People who carry God. (laughs) So that's kind of my little thoughts on hope. On uh, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. That you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's cool. So that's one of those really loaded talks, isn't it? That you just have to respond to. Otherwise, you're not a good Christian. No, <laughs> no but let's... Um, that's, that's terrible. Let's... Um, just acknowledge his presence. Should we stand and...
you've never given your life to Jesus, you don't know what it is to have a relationship with him, then you can do that this morning. Just uh, say to him from your heart, Jesus, I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong. Sorry that I've ignored you. And I ask that you forgive me. And I ask that you would uh, come into my life, be my saviour. Believe me from now on. I will walk with you and I will know you. And as you do that, he will forgive you. And he will begin a new relationship with you. So uh, I encourage you to do that. And if you do need to pray that prayer, you can talk to the person who came with this morning and they would love to help you to get to know Jesus better. <clears throat> we need to formally finish our meeting now because those who have children need to pick up their children from Jimmy Kids, please. We've just overrun slightly, so we need to uh, help the kids team. Uh, if you like prayer for any reason at all, grab somebody near you, or if you don't know who to ask, just come down to the front, and we'd love to pray for you. If you've got any pain in your body, any restricted movement, we'd love to pray for you. Uh, somebody here, I think, might be having trouble in their business. God wants to help you with that, um, and uh, he, he loves to help with anything that concerns us. So... Uh, any area you'd love to be prayed for, we'd love to pray for you. And a huge thank you to Mark for coming and serving us this morning. Um, so, yeah, that's our formal ending, but God's not finished yet. So um, grab someone if you'd like to be prayed for. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.